Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN. I'm Ken Edwards with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Sitting to my right is Ed Maher, also now with the Midwest Coalition of Labor. Good morning, Ed. What's happening, Ken? All good, all good. And then uh, Phil Davidson with the Mid-America Carpenters Regional Council. How's it going, Phil? Very well. Good morning, gentlemen. Yeah, happening, another another cold Sunday. Yikes, yes. Yeah, yeah. it is uh, not as cold as last time. It's it's above zero. Yeah, the, the lake's <laughs> not warmer than the air. Yeah, but it is freezing uh, uh, the lake is freezing, like the river's freezing. Right. Yeah, you can ice skate on it. I got a question. You know that guy who jumps into Lake Michigan every day and has done it since before COVID? No. Uh, there's a guy who does this okay. every day, uh-huh. uh, and I just recently found out about this, but how do you do that last Sunday when the air temperature is negative 10? Like, you, the water's warmer than the air, but like, wh- how do you get out and not just freeze? Yeah, you get hypothermia. Yeah, I don't, isn't like right, like, don't you get frostbit? when it's that cold like in a matter of seconds couple, yeah. I think it's a couple minutes if, yeah. you're, if you're wet you know I don't know I'm gonna have to look into this where, One, where does he do it where does he jump I'm in? not sure yeah it's a lot, it was in uh, it was on TV they're okay. just following this guy around he's like the forest gump of jumping in the lake isn't it like a Nordic thing where they get into like really crazy ice cold there's water? supposed to be all these health benefits they do it in Iceland yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. Uh, like a spiritual thing yeah. it looks like a lot of fun those people in Iceland have got something figured out I think I don't disagree they seem happy and speaking of fun uh, you want to hear a couple of fun facts that will annoy you sure I love being annoyed <laughs> please annoy me <laughs> not sure if I want this or not well it's fun facts that will annoy uh, working people alright so yeah. let's let's start with uh, yours Ed the Tesla Oh, yeah. Well, that was just about <laughs> Tesla. Uh, we all saw during the cold snap that apparently electric vehicles, batteries decline yeah. uh, in capacity or usage range, whatever, by like 40% when it's cold out and they have to use the heat. So these parking lots that have superchargers yeah. were just full of dead Teslas because everyone was using the superchargers. Right. So people who were pulling in low on battery just sat there, waited, waited, and their batteries died. So, so you, you can't travel if you're in the cold if you're a Tesla owner. Yeah, basically. I think Tesla just yeah. lost a lot of um, you know north of Mason Dixon line okay. uh, sales. <laughs> I would okay. I would say. Wait a second, are you saying that it might be the emperor's clothes that these uh, you know, this product might not work? Like I don't know that I would get in with a self driving, non starting, cold uh-uh. weather, you know, non working cars. Yeah. Period. Right until of course they become union, and then I'm going to drive the. The heck out of them. I wonder why they're right? not selling in Sweden. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because yeah. they don't work. All right. <laughs> yeah, I think last week taught everybody that uh, um, uh, pipelines and fossil fuels keep our houses warm and keep yeah. our cars running. So yeah. maybe it's not all so bad. Uh, yeah. Um, so all right, that's that's a good one. And then um, here's another one. Uh, Jeff Bezos last year in 2023. Uh, you know how much money he made? And I don't know the total because I can't do math. But it was 7.9 million dollars per hour. Per hour. Per hour. That's more than I make. <laughs> Slightly, yeah. It is um, per hour. That's how much you made. Uh, so you made more in an hour than most Americans, and it's got to say 90 plus, make in their lifetime. Yeah, people would work for 150 years and not make that amount of money. Can you imagine that? Well, so, I mean, that's just, first of all, what do you do with all that money? You don't. You just don't need it. It's just. It's just. It, well, whatever. Yeah. Unless you're his ex-wife, and then you give it to charitable causes, right? Which is what. She's yeah, doing. she's she's done a lot. She's doing a lot in Chicago. Yeah, she did. She, she said she gave four hundred thousand to hire three sixty. No, she gave four million to hire three sixty. Holy yeah, yeah helping oh, connect people with that's good fantastic. things from underserved yeah. communities. Good kudos, unions, kudos so, to her. Yeah, yeah, she does a great job. But I saw something also. I think it was in maybe Cranes yesterday about it was a Walgreens executive saying that he wants to be taxed more. He said, this is absolutely absurd. Sure, I'm yeah. a multimillionaire. You're right. Like, what am I going to do with all this money? Like, I can right. put it to a better use toward the greater public good. And, yeah, I mean, 
and it goes back to what Sean Fain was saying. It's like that's a policy failure if people are making <laughs> if one guy makes more in a lifetime than the average American makes well, in, in or more in an hour than the average American makes in a lifetime. That's and I, I go back to this a lot, but if we were to say we have to tax people like Jeff Bezos more, you'll find a lot of people out there that are middle class Americans who say we shouldn't tax him more. We can't tax job creators. <laughs> The guy's making eight million dollars an hour. <laughs> tax him, or or you know the rest of us get less I, service I, or pay yeah, more tax. And I think that tide is turning, Ed. I think people starting to wake up to the fact that yeah. you know this is getting really yeah. getting. It's it's been egregious. People are finally starting to realize it. They, the the wool has been removed from their eyes. That said, oh, these are the job creators, and you know without these you know mega billion trillionaires, we wouldn't have all these great jobs or this industry and whatnot. When they're offshoring their taxes, they're not paying America. Right, which is yeah. a terrible thing, and then not paying their fair share, or when these billionaires you see that they have a four hundred dollar tax bill at the end of the year, it's just it's just not right. Yeah, so five, people, five people, people collectively have nine hundred billion dollars. You I have to I say saw. that five people. A, you have to say that in a Bernie Sanders <laughs> accent, though. <laughs> <laughs> a, percent, a lot of ten percent, but can you believe that five people have almost a trillion dollars in wealth? Five yeah. individuals. It's just, uh, and I'm not one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, none, none of us. Nobody in this room. <laughs> no. none, nobody listening. <laughs> this is one of them. No. And then lastly, I'm going to give you the fun, the funnest fact. Uh, that is um, Taylor Swift. I love talking about. I am officially a Swifty, even yes. though I don't listen to her music. Um, you just got the tattoo. Yeah, is it her tattoo? <laughs> I don't know. Um, her cat makes uh, is worth ninety million dollars. Ninety million. Ninety million dollars. Taylor Swift's cat is worth ninety million dollars. And. And that's based Kel- on her like social media following. I, I, I don't and, know. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay. She must be in commercials or videos yeah, yeah. or you know, whatever. The cat's worth ninety million dollars. And Travis Kelsey, <laughs> her I guess her boyfriend, the guy from uh whatever it is, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, the guy yeah. who put her yeah. on the map. The, the yeah. guy that made her career. Exactly. <laughs> he's worth forty million dollars. Wow. So it's he's like, gotta take orders from the cat. Tra- Travis, move move please. Get off the couch. My cat needs to get your spot. Wow. My dog is not pulling her weight. Ellie Pants, if you're listening, things are changing when I get home. Yeah. Start get a TikToker. Get your own social media. Something. So you were gonna like so you had explored earlier off the air like how to marry that cat? Is I that, mean not for me, I'm taken. Oh, I gotcha. Sorry. Right. Yeah, but somebody like, if you were to be like a part, how, 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 how does how, somebody get a taste of that ninety million? Where does the ninety million go? There's been stories of like old rich heiresses that, leaving their yes. entire wealth to their cats, yeah. right? Yeah. And they have like a staff full of people or a home full of staff <laughs> taking care of these cats in opulent apartments. You know, you should do. Who's got power attorney over this cat? Your it's dog, be Taylor. Your dog. Get your dog to introduce you. Introduce himself. Is, it is that legal? I is think that's le- yeah, that's he? legal. It's a she. Yeah. Oh, even better. Whatever. Whatever. It's 2024, baby. Absolutely. All right, listen, uh, we got to take a break. Um, so that was our uh, fun facts that will annoy you segment. The last one didn't annoy me at all. <laughs> no, yeah. The last was just funny. Rich cats are always a good time. <laughs> yeah. um, but we, uh, we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with more of the Worker's Mic right here on 720 WGN. You're listening to the Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back to the Worker's Mic here on WGN 720. I'm Phil Davidson here with Ken Edwards and Ed Maher. What's up? Hey, hey. We just had a very spirited discussion in our previous segment, and now we're going to get into a little bit more uh, policy area and talk about this major case that's before the U.S. Supreme Court now uh, regarding fishermen of all places, but uh, it's going to have some wide-ranging ramifications uh, that will really impact agencies across the country, and we're going to let our legal expert, Ken, fill us in on the details. 
which um, I'm certainly no expert. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you ca- play one on TV. Yeah, I'm going to caveat that. And uh, we really do need to get like a, a, a lawyer like to have a, a legal correspondent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, somebody that actually, you know, reads and understands this stuff. I have a layman's, you know, maybe a little bit more. But we talked about the Supreme Court last week. And we've been talking about the Supreme Court for a year, right? And how people seem to have lost faith in it. It's become really partisan and all the Clarence thomas shenanigans yeah um but the supreme court recently took a case and generally when they take a case they want to make a ruling um uh, that it stemmed from herring fishermen right right herring have you ever had herring i have it's disgusting do you eat it out of the little tin like the pickled herring yeah i've had pickled herring that's not bad you like it huh yeah i feel like there's people who like canned fish and there's people who don't and the people who don't like canned fish don't like the people who like canned fish <laughs> i should fight it out yeah, i'm gonna push my chair I, mine, mine is a like a, like my my people eat like you know pickled herring and then creamed herring yes <laughs> it is an acquired taste. you know i feel like there are enough things available in the world today that, uh, that you don't things that. like that right. are no longer really necessary it's yeah. like liver when's the last time you know somebody who ate liver you know what though you, we're gonna one day be back to eating liver and herring the liver king you see, yeah. ever see him no on instagram good follow <laughs> the liver king okay. i like chopped liver <laughs> so anyway these the herring fishermen right they they go out and this is their livelihood and they're they're out of um i think out of new jersey and rhode island and you know uh, it's north northeast and they've been you know fishing herring for 100 years the fishing industry obviously is big on the east coast and the west mm-hmm. coast and um people make their livelihoods from it and they have a certain amount of herring that they can take and so the I guess it's Fish and Wildlife. Uh, it's a it's a bureau. I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's something I had never heard of. Yeah, before. but it's something like the Fish and Wildlife. But they protect uh, from overfishing for sure, yeah. and it makes sense. They and, monitor and, it, and the fishing bring in and the fishing companies agree with it uh, because they uh, wouldn't have fish to of course, fish. If, it makes, yeah. it absolutely makes sense. Um, so they have monitors that go on these fishing boats and literally stand there and count the fish. Right and. That was fine. Everything's okay. And all of a sudden, this company, or sorry, this uh, agency decided to start charging the fishermen a fee for these monitors. Right. And it was it was it was nothing small. It was like, about the same as you'd pay uh, one of the fishermen right. for a week trip. Yep. It's around five thousand dollars. And so the fishermen said, you know, hey, we we agree with with uh, having somebody stand there. We're fine with having a monitor on there, even though, quite frankly, technology could probably take care of that. But that being said, we're okay with it. But we don't agree on the fee, and. We actually don't think that this agency has the right to set the fee. And yeah. boom, what happens? The Koch brothers of the world, the right wings of the world, the conservatives of the world, Federal the Federal Society, Society all yeah. those all those folks, whoa, here's our case. Here's our and they start funding that case, right? And if you ever if you want to see you know what's really at issue, just follow the money. Who's right. who's funding the case? Yeah. And what do they want? Right? What what are these right wing uh, institutions want? They want to get rid of the administrative state. All right, and now we're we're getting in the weeds a little bit, but what that means in plain English is they believe their argument, the fishermen's argument, even though it's basically brought to you by the Koch brothers, the fishermen's argument is administrative agencies should not have the authority to set fines and make rules and regulations, and you know basically take away the powers of the courts and or Congress to interpret uh, statutes, right? Yeah, and Congress has said. Hey, we're going to create these agencies because they're these are the, the experts. experts. Yeah, right. right. Like I just like if you and me went on a fishing boat, we don't know what we're talking. Yeah. We don't know what we're looking for. Right. right. But these folks that are getting on the boat, they know what they're looking yeah. for. When right. You, when you create laws and rules, you can't 
interpret and understand and foresee every single thing that could happen. Of course not. Different, yeah, so right. that's so why you leave it to thus, the agencies. Thus these agencies, yeah. right? Department of Motor Vehicles, you know, whatever, all these things. And and so why do we bring that up? Why why am, why are we at the Workers Might talking about this Supreme Court case about fishermen, right? What does that have to do with working class? Well, it's got a lot to do with it, and here's why. If they're successful and they overturn this doctrine, and the doctrine's called Chevron, mm-hmm. right? Like, yep. the, like the gas company. Been around for 40 years or so? Easy 40 years. Yeah. Um, and it basically gave deference to administrative agencies. As a matter of fact, that ruling was praised by the right wing. They wanted that ruling. They wanted to give deference to uh, you know things like the EPA and, and agencies like that because they thought they were going to get favorable you right. know, <laughs> regulations from them. When things, of course, went the other way, oh, we don't like that law anymore. Let's get rid of it. Yeah. So what does that mean for us? Well, we have a ton of federal agencies in worker land that protect the workers, or at least they're supposed to, mm-hmm. right? OSHA, uh, the Department of Labor, uh, Wage and Hour Division, for example. Um, you know, the National Mediation Board that does the Railway Labor uh, Act, uh, the National Labor Relations Board, right? Yep, which yep. We talk about all the time, LRB. trying to, to gut. And the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, yep. right? There's a ton of, of agencies that are out there protecting workers, but that's not all. I mean, we're, there's no federal regulation that would be left untouched. I mean, yeah. talk about like clean water, the EPA. You could have something where uh, OSHA shows up and says, you know, you can't stand on one foot on the top of that ladder. And the company's like, I'm taking you to court. You don't have the right to say that. And it gets tied up in court. It will be if every, every agency would essentially be toothless. Federal right. regulation yeah. will yes. be gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and who when, wants that? Well, Coke Brothers, of course. <laughs> I mean, Coke brother. Well, Coke brother. I mean, they the still mention the, the one that's left. Yeah, yeah they they still mention the other guy. He must have been a heck of a guy because they still you know. I couldn't tell like you which there. one was which. And yeah. which he guys. might be rich enough where he is controlling things from the grave. But <laughs> he might yeah. be one of those guys where he's in a box like Lennon, <laughs> yeah. and uh, so they still talk about him like he's here because t- physically he is. Yeah, that's right. Or like Walt Disney that got himself cryo frozen. That's right. right. He's yeah. under the ice rink in Anaheim. I heard. <laughs> that's, right? Is that right? No, no, that's the rumor. That's awful. But so. <laughs> hey, um, so you're, you're right, Ed, and and what what's going to happen basically is it's going to tie up these agencies and their rulemaking authority and their their uh, their ability to issue fines and complaints and you know enforce uh, laws. Enforce laws. They're going to tie it up in court for a hundred years. We're going to have a hundred year boondoggle of a, a, a judge sitting in, like you said, one judge in in Wisconsin is going to say. Yeah, I think that's right. That makes sense to me. And another judge in New York can say, "No, I don't think that makes sense." And eventually, all this stuff winds its way all yeah. the way back yeah. to the Supreme be Court. Creating a monster, right? Yeah. Laws mean a different thing in one part of the country than another, and it all has to. When you have disagreements like that in different parts of the country, it all has to go back to the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court is going to unravel yeah. something, yeah. And then a hundred years from now, when we're all in the ground, right? Uh, they're going to re, you know, visit this because it will be un. un- Tenable. Yes. I mean, just absolute chaos. And so, and, and based and, and on the makeup who, of the court, it's going that way, of, right? Like, oh, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no doubt about this case. Legal experts are yeah. saying that this is either going to be completely wiped out, yeah. or it'll be um, a shell of itself that has no function. So there's no way this isn't uh, going to wipe out regulations. Yeah. And, you know, every, there are a lot of people have like a little bit of a libertarian streak in them. But when we're talking about getting rid of things like uh, child labor, minimum wage, clean water, clean air, right. you know, like 
factories dumping chemicals into the river will, you know, they, the, they won't be able to regulate that anymore. Like, that's a problem for everyone. We can't I, just uh, have the Wild West. Yes. No, no I, I will tell you this, Ed. You, you know, it seems like you're kind of a glass half uh, empty person. I'm a glass half full person. Yeah. I'm looking to be able to drive now 100 miles an hour because there'll <laughs> be no more, no more yeah, speed limits. Right? I'm just hoping that the Supreme Court is the justices have gotten old and lazy enough where they don't want to create more work for themselves. They're just like, oh, we're going to start coming <laughs> in on we Wednesdays yeah. and Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence isn't going to be able to hang out at home with Ginny. Maybe that's why he votes for this. He wants to get out of the house. Ginny's yeah. driving him crazy. Can he proxy vote from his Winnebago? Over harebrained ideas. Can he, yeah. can he just tell her he retired? You know, or he's still working and he retires or something? He walks out of the door with his briefcase <laughs> yeah. and just goes sits at the park. And I've, heard, the I've heard that some of our building trades members uh, have have uh, been accused of telling their wives they're still working and they're down at the bar. Never, yeah. never. I really come home that. smelling like yeah. whiskey. <laughs> So anyway, that is uh, that's the Reader's Digest version of this case. If you get a chance, uh, just Google it. Just Google Supreme Court Fisherman case, and y- you'll read about it. It's fascinating. And if you're a worker bee, you have a dog in this fight. That's um, no question. It, you know, just be careful. You know, um, once again, elections do mean something. Yeah. There has to be a change in the Supreme Court. They can't be appointed for life. Uh, it, it just it, it's become so partisan. Even I think one of the justices said, "Well, doesn't it change every four years?" Like I think that's right. I think it does. Yeah. And so. And it shouldn't. So anyway, when will this decision come? Like summertime? Like takes a while. Yeah, Yeah. I think arguments just happened the other day, and they went on for like three hours. Like it was a really lengthy argument, and so you'll get a decision sometime this summer. Um, They usually leave like the blockbusters for the end. Yeah, they throw them out over the holiday weekend. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it's a smart move. Um, And and so, so we have that, and then um, Ed, you had something interesting that there was a report about. uh, Dollar General, which, yeah, is, which spe- is creating this like underclass of of people that. Well, have speaking to, of regulations, know, yeah, um, the DG, yeah, um, Bloomberg reported that uh, Dollar General is the worst place to work retail in the United States, and there were a number of reasons why. It was an interesting article, not there, the Dollar Tree, not Dollar Tree. I, you know, okay, Dollar General, Dollar General. Um, they have nineteen thousand stores, more wow. than Wendy's and Walmart combined. Oh, oh, Lord. Yeah, I didn't know um, that. But uh, they went through a few sto- a few stories. I mean, these these companies since uh, or this company since 2017 has paid 25 million dollars in safety violations. Um, and there's a couple of interesting stories. There was a worker in New Orleans who was ordered to block the fire exits with uh, water cases of water bottles. He was shown how to do it to block the fire exit really? to deter shoplifters from having an extra place to get outside. And he had to do it to keep his job. So. This went on for a while. What happened a week before Christmas in 2021? The store burned down. It wasn't open, so no, nobody was in there. But Oof. they rebuilt it, reopened it, and a year later they reopen it. Yeah, and somebody else was piling water bottles in front of the fire exit again. Talk about not learning. Yeah. So OSHA said, you know, this the the hazards that seem insane right. consistently happen at all locations. So this is it's it's coming from the top. It's in the company handbook. Yeah. In in a store in Oklahoma. There was uh, some birds got into the store. Uh, they got a hole in the roof or something. They get in, they build a nest in the rafters, right. and just started pooping all over everything in the store. Okay, now the that's, store that's, is that's what birds do. Yeah, they're owned by a uh, you know by a, like a venture capital company, okay. KKR, um, and so they have tight profit margins. So they don't throw away stuff just because it has bird poop on them. And in this one store in Oklahoma, they made employees take pillows home and wash them at home, bring them back, put them in the bags. And sell them. Oh. They have expired food. Um, if you want to replace a light bulb when you work there, you have to send pictures of the store to corporate. To, to and this is all for them. The, to this say is all reported in Bloomberg. Yes, um, and Bloomberg is 
you know, pretty conservative. It's a business right? friendly, yeah. yeah. So, but why why would this be happening? Um, well, the stock has gone up fivefold since two thousand nine. <laughs> so, I guess wow. you don't throw away a lot of bird poop covered pillows. Ugh. You don't. Those are uh, distressed pillows. Light bulbs. Okay, it's a new thing. That's right. a good point. <laughs> distressed pillows. Yeah, they don't go after the birds because the birds aren't stealing anything. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, and that was what one of the employees said. Hey, listen, that uh. That 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 wraps it up for uh, <laughs> for two interesting things: <laughs> one fisherman and one Dollar General yeah. <laughs> um, store. But uh, we got to take a quick break. Uh, we will be right back with more of the Workers' Mic right here on seven twenty WGN. You're listening to the Workers' Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to the Workers' Mic right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. I'm Ken. So next to me is Ed and Phil. And we have um, a, a really, I think, was an interesting uh, bill that's pending in the state of Illinois. Yes. Um, and Phil, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. I saw this week um, making some news. Uh, a rep in the Illinois General Assembly, uh, Greg Johnson, he's out of East Moline. Okay. He's a longtime ASPE member, and I believe his dad... Uh, was a union member as well, so it comes from a union family, mm-hmm. and he introduced legislation to create the Workplace Readiness Week in schools, in public schools in Illinois, for juniors and seniors, uh-huh. and it basically it would be one week a year where um, there's programs and information presented to those students about um, workers' rights, about uh, how to get into apprenticeships, about the history of labor in Illinois and the U.S., and it's a great idea, right? Absolutely. I mean, we always Absolutely. talk about how so many students um, are pushed towards a college career, and a lot of them maybe might, might not be the right fit for it. So this would be a great opportunity to introduce them to the trades, to introduce them to the service sector, like whatever they want to do. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic idea. Obviously, there's so much support and momentum with unions right now, and I think he's probably capitalizing on that, and it's a great idea. Now, of course, uh, our, our friends over at the Illinois Policy Institute – uh, immediately wrote an article saying that this is this is propaganda. This is they call it yeah they call it indoctrination of students to try to get them to support and join unions, which is just absolutely absurd. It's kind of, it probably doesn't say anything about unions. It's Workplace Readiness Act, correct? Right? Like correct. getting you ready for working if you decide not to go to college, correct? And, and let them know what your rights are on a job site. Letting them know you know especially in Illinois where you do have rights and protections, unlike some other states where they enforce child labor. Well, laws, the people but, yeah. who pay John Tillman, who heads up the Illinois Policy Institute, they don't want people to know their rights. So no. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna continue. And these to, are for this. Is, you said this is high school for yeah. It's it's for juniors, juniors and seniors. seniors. It's as they're preparing to either you know a go to college or b join. How the old are you if you're a junior? In seventeen, typically. Okay, yeah. and then yeah. you're a senior, you're eighteen. Yeah. So in Illinois, we haven't had the regressive crazy child labor laws because yeah. in, in some of these states that won't it won't matter because the kids are out of school <laughs> they're already working right? yeah, they won't right. they won't get they're, to be a junior right but right. It, you know what it, it makes sense first of all th- there's a, a dearth of labor history taught in high school it just is what it is yeah right yeah. and yeah. that used to be a thing and now it's not uh and it should be uh it, it absolutely should be because if you forget the struggles that everybody went through you know you're we're doomed to repeat them again and it certainly seems like that's happening and well, secondly yeah. i think uh, uh, I, I think secondly um you, you know having people uh have that like hey it's okay to go from high school into the workforce absolutely like, you don't have to go to college and having somebody that maybe you know if your parents say it when you're 17 or 18 it's automatically not correct. 
right? yeah yeah they're, right? they're but if you out. have somebody a teacher that you respect or somebody from the community or you know some guy from you know the building trades comes in and says hey this is what my life is like right and and here's what it looks like and you know you see that piece of equipment out there you can run that every day and go home and not have to think about work or take your cell phone home with you or things like that it, it's probably going to take a lot of weight off those kids shoulders and go wow totally. I, I actually have some I have, there's no pressure i don't have to take the uh sats or you know worry about getting into a good school and you know all the playing this entire game of college right, right. we always say we're america's best kept secret the labor movement like yeah. this is a way to get the word out i mean like this is going to be assistance from the state of like so would they have like people come in and and teach it or would they, yeah, they, they w- teach teachers to teach it like i don't understand that piece of it i think they would have people come in to give presentations and then i'm sure there might be some added the curriculum um, right didn't get all the details of it quite yet but uh i think it's a great idea and it's certainly not propaganda and i mean give me a break there's a group yeah. in, in illinois called cisco and yeah. um i actually used to work there years and years a lifetime ago it, it seems but uh but, not not cisco with an s cisco right with cis C. is construction yeah. industry it's, service corporation and right. they're one of their focuses is trying to spread the word about apprenticeship programs Mm -hmm. so one thing that they did and still do is they do hands-on career fairs and a lot of the building trades participate i know the carpenters do the operating engineers do uh and laborers electricians and they'll take you know a bunch of kids from a tech program in a high school say 100 kids 200 kids throughout the day bring them in and there are stations where for laborers there's a jackhammer and every kid gets to try using a jackhammer for operating engineers there's a simulator to show you it's like a video game like this is what it's like to drive an excavator for you know hammering nails you know building birdhouses for the uh, for the carpenters but right. i watched so many kids go through this and they looked at it and they're like you can do this for a job yeah. like man <laughs> yeah. this, that was cool i loved three of those things right. and i no think tell me, yeah. that's work that's workforce readiness i mean yeah. that's just showing people there are these jobs if you're don't want to you know deal with everybody telling you you're going to be a loser if you don't go to college like, so how do they true. get into the high schools do the does cisco have a deal with like certain high schools they to just go in i think they do they do stuff individually with school districts um, but yeah. they're out somewhere almost every day that's yeah. awesome and yeah. they, they award um educators I, yeah they have an educator of the year award who um i think there was someone from stag high school when it won a couple years ago where they were teaching they were bringing back vocational training and uh-huh. they were and they were using actually the carpenters uh, curriculum for that and so, yeah, they, they make a, put a big emphasis on that, and uh, I think it's, it's well-received by the students. And that's, so that's, that's all it is. I mean, yeah. you're, you're showing kids you can, uh, you can make a lot of money. You yeah. can have less than $100,000 or $200,000 in crushing, non-dischargeable debt. <laughs> yep. um, yeah. And somehow that's woke and inappropriate right. and indoctrination. Right. Right. I like how the right, like it just, you know, and it doesn't matter if you're right or left or whatever, but if you don't like something, you just you, you stick a label on it and go like, that's yeah. woke. And it, I'm it, not sure if woke is good or bad. Howard Stern says it's good. They hate right? they hate colleges. Yeah. They don't, so what is a kid supposed to do? Don't go to college because you're going to get indoctrinated there. Don't join a union because you're going to get indoctrinated there. Where do you go? Are you just supposed to be a ditch digger? I don't know. You go work for a non-union company at yeah. substandard wages with no benefits, <laughs> and that's where they want you. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, seriously, that's that is yeah. where that is where they want you. They yeah. want you working for as little as humanly possible, yeah. so they can make as much profit margin as humanly possible. It's yeah. all about money at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. But I think that this this uh, this program is a fantastic idea. I would love to have somebody on. Uh, maybe even the yeah we'll the, get the rep the, the we'll rep that sponsored it yeah. um, and have them talk about it because what a great opportunity you know. I would love to myself to go into a high school and talk about, hey, what it's like to be in a union, what it's like to work for a union, maybe be a union lawyer, you know, things like that. It's not just, and then, like you said, have the apprentice coordinators go in and 
and talk about it. And they do it. I mean, the, the, the stuff's going on um, all the time. Just not a lot, not enough people uh, really know about it. And right. doing something across the state to, to make this a thing that's available, you know, more widely, uh, I think is a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, we'll follow yeah. up on that one. That's good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So that's a that's a state initiative. State correct? initiative. Yeah, this would be a state law. Yeah, and because if if there were a federal agency uh, that oversaw it, it's about to be dismantled. Yeah, it'll be dismantled anyway. So <laughs> right. pointless. Yeah, moot point. So you know, it, it, along along those lines, um, you know, we, we're watching. You know, the the middle class at least try try and try desperately to to you know bring itself back to life and you know watching the uaw obviously is is one of my favorite things to watch at the moment and what they're doing not only for the union right uh for the union members but what they're doing for the non-unions and you know ed i think you made a, a point earlier that is when the uaw is successful and and raising the standard right what does that do for the non-union Right. And what did Tesla just recently do? So Tesla just announced, I mean, after the sort of like, you know, widely reported success of the UAW against the big three or with the big three uh, negotiating historic wage and benefit increases for those folks, uh, the UAW said, we're not done. We're going to organize the non-union companies and bring these benefits to all the workers there. So they started it and they've gotten, you know, um, uh, cards signed in Mercedes plants and Toyota plants and um, Hyundai plants across the South and the West. And Tesla just announced to one of the um, factories, it's a battery plant out in Sparks, Nevada, um, that they are going to be raising wages in 2024 by, it sounds like uh, they don't have a firm number, but uh, there are people inside who are saying it's around 10%, a 10% wage increase. Nice. Um, and this Significant, is on the, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it's on the heels of Volkswagen doing the same thing, Hyundai yeah. doing the same thing, Toyota, Toyota doing the yeah, same they thing. They all did it, yeah. Um, so in order to keep the union out, these companies are like, okay, we... Yeah, it turns out we can afford to pay you a lot more money. <laughs> yeah. Just don't vote for the union. So right. we've well, told you for years we can't afford it. Yeah, yeah. and now we can. Yeah. So any employees, any of those people, uh, it's not an or type of a thing. You already got the raise. Yeah. Take the raise and vote for the union anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, don't be free riders. Yeah. Kind of well, not even that. They, they just it's, when I used to organize, they, you know, the employer would have like you know a pizza party. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, we really appreciate you, and we mm-hmm. we would joke, nah. eat the pizza. And vote for the union, yeah. right? Because you just got a free lunch, and now you got a union as well. But here, I think it's even more important that um, if they're raising wages, well, you, you your union job, your your job as a union just got a lot easier. Because if the spread was 20 to 40, and they raised it to 30, well, now it goes 30 to 40, right? Yeah. Right. So you, uh, thanks, company, for yeah. you know helping the unions organize. And those, those raises would not happen. Well, that's exactly right. right. And that's that's the, the what we say, that uh, a rising tide lifts all boats, right. where if unions negotiate a better deal for union workers, non-union workers benefit too. Yeah. And, you know, auto plants, in a lot of places, uh, these are the big jobs in that town. So at this Tesla factory or in, you know, Volkswagen or Hyundai or whatever across the south, if everybody's wages go up by, you know, 10%, mm-hmm. that whole town is doing better as a result. The guy who runs the gas station, the guy who runs the grocery store, sure. the pharmacy, people are buying things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's thanks to the UAW. Yeah. So there are a lot of folks that maybe don't want to um, recognize the trickle-down effect. I mean, this is trickle-down economics. It truly uh, forget is, yeah. what uh, Forget what Reagan would have you believe. You can't just, you know, expect Bezos to well, share his is, $8 million is, an hour. Tr- trickle-up economics. Trickle yeah. Up, yeah. It's, what, yeah. what is Biden calls it? Uh, middle out. 
Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Middle this out is, uh, this is going to dip into Elon's ketamine budget. I'm worried about him. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Oh, he's got plenty of money for more drugs. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Good point. Yeah. So, you know, and he was always, he was very, you know, vocal about, oh, you know, UAW wants to bring it, bring it on. And we're, I'll, I'll beat you, you know, head on and you know, all this kind of stuff. And now he's kind of waffling a little bit and yeah. saying, oh, I'm going to give everybody raises. And, you know, if, if we fail, it's it's our fault. And it's like Costco, right? Yeah. Like the, the kind of these, you know, middle milk toast responses to, to what's going on. And I think they see the writing on the wall. I've been following some of the employees in, in the South that are talking about like, Hey, I signed a card, and here's why. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these people now, ten years ago, they would never have gotten on social media and said, "Here's my name, I signed a card." Yeah. Right. And now they're getting on social media, and going, "Here's my name, I signed a card, and here's why." Yeah, and, they're and, emboldened. And it's awesome. They're, they're absolutely emboldened, mm-hmm. and I think they're emboldened for. I don't think they're emboldened because they feel that uh, the government has their back. I think they're emboldened because they feel like they're coworkers in the union, and quite frankly. America at this point has their back. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's not like they think like, True. Oh, you know, I'm going to get fired and, and uh, I'm going to get my job back in, in a week because the laws here are so fantastic. Right? They're watching the, the Starbucks of the world fire people and then, you know, the Starbucks trying to dismantle the entire NLRB for, <laughs> you know, for, for firing these seven people. Yeah. yeah. I think they're emboldened because of, uh, of you know, this kind of shift, the sea change in workers' rights, uh, value of workers' rights, um, value of workers, right? The workers are creating the wealth. Yeah. Agreed. And so it's it's, a, it's refreshing to and see that. if you're a guy who's putting the doors on a Toyota Camry, right. and you see that the guy putting the doors on the Ford F-150 just got a 15% raise, you're like, that's the same job as I have. Yeah, the same thing. He's getting it. How do I get that? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so the, the publicity of all this success just breeds more success. Success does breed more success. So good good for those guys. Um, we got time for one more quick topic, or do we got to take a oh, break? Oh, absolutely. So um, something that just completely off topic, but I was reading about the pilots. And, you know, pilots have a very, very strong union. Um, mm-hmm. I think almost... As they should. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I think almost every pilot in the industry is unionized. You don't see a lot of non-union pilots. They've done a very, very good job. I think there's only basically one pilot union, so they're not divvied up and chopped up into, yeah, you know... APA? Uh, I think it's American... Yeah, uh, Airline Pilots Association. Airline Pilots yeah. Association, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they have offices... Even you know, Spirit? I don't know about Spirit, but I know they just you know got like Borealis Airline, like yeah. they've got airlines that I've never even heard of. Yeah. You know, um, but, but all the major but, carriers for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these guys um, and gals come from military backgrounds, mm-hmm. right? So they have that built-in kind of you know uh, camaraderie yeah. and you know work ethic. I think, um, but they also have a, um, I think it's mandatory retirement age, and yep. that's sixty-five. A good thing, right? Yeah. If you're a pilot, yeah, I think that is a good thing. Yeah, but so there's a move to, of course, take that 65 and raise it to 67 or whatever it is, right? Yeah. To raise that retirement age and take that cap off. And once again, I believe it's a federal agency rule or regulation, mm-hmm. and it makes it's sense. Going away. Yeah. And it's well, they're <laughs> they're actively trying to take it away. Yeah. And I just think that you know, from what I've read, and there are, I guess empirical studies that your effectiveness as a pilot. Not in life, but as a pilot, starts to diminish as you get older. Your reflexes, your sight, your hearing, things. It just is yeah, what it is. That I think that out. happened to me at about 35. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you're not even flying a plane. Yeah. My, my, my 
performance at work doesn't carry the uh, well-being of 400 people. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, why are you going to mess with something that's not broken? Yeah. And, of course, the answer is, A, they're not getting enough pilots. Right. Right? They need more pilots. So they're going to make you stay here longer. Not you can't a, yeah. retire. Yeah. You know, now you, now you can't leave, yeah. basically. Yeah. Right? And, uh, you know, whatever. It's got, it's, I'm sure there's somehow... Uh, Coke Brothers must be involved in this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Make them good jobs and tell people they're available. Yeah, you know, exactly. like, or, or and or train them. Right? right? How about go out of high school and go right into an aviation program and become a pilot? What yeah. a what a cool job that is, by the way. And so, would you want to get on a <laughs> look? If you get on a plane and you see your eighty year old pilot, yeah. Okay. Oh, hey, good, good morning, pilot. Uh, where? What? Where yeah, are we going? Yeah, I mean, let's go. Let's go check out the rental car agency, honey. Yeah. I mean, it can't be that hard. I saw that movie where Denzel Washington flew the plane upside down, That's and he right. was wasted. Yeah, uh, flight. That's a good movie. Really, yeah. really good point. And yeah. there's always these action movies where they they like I could talk into landing this thing. Yeah, you can do it, plane, right? Man. How, have you ever thought? Because I've thought many times sitting on a plane, uh, if something I, happened, of course I have. I guarantee somebody could talk me into landing this plane. I'm very confident that either I could get the beverage card and take out any terrorists, which I think every person is probably thought about now post 9-11 yeah. but yeah. also landing the plane i'm pretty confident i could do it and i have no reason to be confident in that it's just pushing a few buttons right it's all autopilot anyways yeah i'm probably doing the pilots a massive disservice yeah, and just i'm just gonna shut my mouth pilots <laughs> sorry pilots yeah, yeah i don't want to be that guy no uh, <laughs> hey ken uh, you you do it absolutely yeah, the, not the responsibility I'm sleeping alone, yeah. yeah so um, anyway, I thought that was interesting, and we, we a bunch of unions, including non-pilot unions, uh, building trades, and tons of unions wrote uh, to this whoever it is trying to do this and said, "Don't do this; this is a terrible, terrible mistake." So yeah. you see, once again, now yeah. non-pilot, non-aviation unions sort of coming to the aid of another union right. and saying, "Hey, we got to fight in this yeah, too." Let much them like retire. Just, much let like them retire he, with dignity. Much like you just saw in SAG-AFTRA and, and that fight. You know, you've seen these unions start to sort of cross jurisdiction a little bit, and that's a that's a really positive thing. Yeah. So we got to take a quick break, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show with a, a couple of cool things um, right here on the Workers' Mic Seven Twenty WGN. You're listening to The Worker's Mic, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. Welcome back, everyone, to The Worker's Mic, right here on 720 WGN, powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor. we got a few minutes. I want to say, um, before we even start and, and get into the very last topic that I, I want to bring up, I want to say congratulations to Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Ashley is uh, one of our producers here at WGN, and she recently got a promotion. Um I'm not sure what the operations promotion. manager operations manager is that what it is? Uh, that was the promotion, so well deserved. Um, While we're on, that, can I jump in and yeah, just say we we don't probably mention them on uh, on the air often enough, but we've got a great group of people at WGN who make this show happen. Wait, who we do? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, just more than just Ashley. There's Bob Ferguson. Uh, we got Ben. What's your last name, Ben? Anderson. Ben Anderson. Even I know that. <laughs> we love you, Ben. Yeah, wait, 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 to not, wait to not know his name. I forgot. We, we really like that guy, Ben something or other. Yeah. <laughs> what do I say? Hey, good morning, Ben Anderson. Nice, good job today, Ben Anderson. I love you, Ben. <laughs> and we got Kevin who shows up on... on uh, on some days uh, he is he's here on a sunday today well done kevin it is hey. and it's cold out too whatever they're paying you they should double it absolutely and then a ton of other people behind the scenes so everybody pulling in, in one direction to make the show the raving success that it is the number one show in, in the united states which is really nice and we yeah. have fun doing it do you yeah i you know this guy i gotta tell you this getting up early kind of yeah i don't know 
Well, at your age. For the birds? Ugh, every, everything at my age is bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to end. Need us, though. We're going to end with fast food workers. Okay. And we're going to make it fast. Um, we got two minutes. So, in California, fast food workers now get $20 an hour. Fast Food uh, Act or whatever it was called. Uh, California passed it, and boom, they went from whatever they were making right to 20 Wow. And these franchisees in California... They must love it. <laughs> they're thrilled. <laughs> they're absolutely thrilled. But one in particular was interviewed, and I wouldn't even say the franchise. It's a, it's a, it's a burger place that we don't have here. And I've eaten there, actually, in California. It's fantastic. Um but the guy just complained bitterly. I mean, bitterly about I'm going to have to cut vacation and I'm going to have to cut hours and I'm going to have to increase prices. And I mean, he had this laundry list of things. Good. Increase prices. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't care. And I agree with you. Um, but <laughs> the one thing he didn't offer to do was to decrease his profit margin. Right. And in order to buy one of these franchises, you have to have a net worth of blank millions of dollars already in yeah. the bank, and then it costs you, you know, X number of uh, hundreds of thousands to buy the franchise. And oh, by the way, they have four or five franchises, and so it's yeah. not like these people are hurting for money. But the one thing look, I just laundry listed, like Pizza Hut out there, laid off twelve hundred drivers, and they're going to use uh, whatever it is, grubber or something. Yeah, absolutely. Instead, yeah. because these drivers were about to get twenty bucks an hour. And by the way, you know what twenty bucks an hour is. $40,000 a year. Yeah. Four zero. Does right? it, doesn't four, go a long way in Los Angeles. It's not fat cat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of money. No. No, God, no. You're still working that second and or third job. Your spouse still has that, you know, first, second and or third job. Yeah. You, you're not getting rich from 20 bucks an hour, period. Yeah. yeah. Right? You're not getting tipped. The average friend's probably 1500 a month in Los Angeles. Oh, Easily. Yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. For way one bedroom. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. The, the, listen. This isn't changing anybody's life other than it will help people, you know, maybe get by a little bit more, right? And and, and good, I'm glad, because these franchisees, number one, they can afford it, right? Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah. I just, I thought it was... No one's ever gone poor owning a fast food franchise in the United States of America. <laughs> well, yeah, there, yeah. There's been one McDonald's that's closed in the whole history of McDonald's, yeah, and that right. was in Cabrini Green. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I, think I, I think I'm not making that up. I've always said this, if you're driving through fast food, give the guy a buck. I do that. I do it all the time. Yeah. And then sometimes they're surprised. I'm like, that's for you. Yeah. You know, just one dollar. Yeah, because if they have 5,000 people that drive through the, that week, they have 5,000 bucks. There you go. If everybody just gave them a dollar. Yeah. Right? And just do it, you know? So anyway, that's my uh, that's my direction for for the week. We got we to gotta end it, right? Yeah. And next, next week, Ken's going to have to double up on the shame on yous because nobody got a shame on this week. Yeah, that's so we'll true. So save, we'll save it for next all week. All right. We'll we'll, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll have a list. Yeah. Um, but thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, stay warm. And uh, we'll be back next week with more of the Workers Mike right here on 720 WGN. The preceding episode of The Workers' Mic was powered by the Midwest Coalition of Labor and sponsored by Megan Financial, Premise Health, and Voya Financial. For additional information and podcasts of The Workers' Mic, visit WGNRadio.com.